0: back
1: welcome back like tori said um to the best podcast
0: good books bad banter i'm tori and i'm maddie and we literally were just about to start (laughs) discussing things and i told maddie to shut the fuck up so i could hit (laughs) record so that we don't talk about things without telling you guys because she loves to do that to me i do and you're like no save it for the pod and like sometimes i just have to tell you something and sometimes you just need to save it I didn't even tell you a single thing. I know. We've been really good (laughs) (laughs) this week. Shocking. I know.
1: I've been wanting to text you every single time. I'm like, so what part are you at? Because I always (laughs) ask you. I know. What part are you at?
0: What part are you at? What part are you at? This week, Maddie took the notes. I did not. I know. Because this is the second time I've read over this book. And it's just. uh, You probably noticed a lot more. I did. I want you to take the lead on this. Because it's one of your favorite books. It's my all-time favorite book. I totally understand why. It's. A beautiful book it's just, it's just ow! i
1: texted this book you is
0: like honestly like hard to explain it's so good because it's like you not just have to read it to to understand yeah
1: well it's not even that it's also that this book um which we haven't even talked about it's braiding sweetgrass by robin oh, kimmerer no shit we should probably <laughs> tell y'all um it's a collection of essentially essays that's what it is. Yeah. So that's why a lot of it is based on themes like mm-hmm. um reciprocity, love, relationship with the environment, mm-hmm. how we are not innately evil, sort of things. So those are like the overarching, you know, themes that she talks about. And those in those stories, she takes those points from memories and from things she's experienced in the past and kind of just points out like how these two worlds of botany and traditional holistic thinking can be put together. Yeah, science and, and science and Native American holistic. Yeah, yeah, Native American like thinking go hand and believing. Hand. Right, exactly. So, um, if you didn't know, Braiding Sweetgrass* is by Robin Kimmerer. She is a member of the Potawatomi mm-hmm. um, Nation, I believe. Is it what it's called, or citizen? Potawatomi citizen i believe that's like that's what their nation is called Mm. um but that is what we read for today and or for this week and i specifically wanted to read this book and i chose it for the week of thanksgiving because it talks a lot about thankfulness giving thanks
0: there's literally one part is like well there's multiple parts they talk about it but the one in particular is when the student like opens her arms to the sun and she's like giving thanks and i was like oh my god i told you i was like <laughs> it "This is so
1: beautiful this book i even texted tori and like the first time that i read it i read it almost three years ago or maybe even four at this point and it truly felt like a hug to the soul Like, it felt Mm -hmm. warmth and completeness that I have never felt in, like, the entirety of my, at the time, very uh, young adult life. And now that I'm a few years older and in my mid-20s, I still feel that same completeness, like, coming home. Reading it? Reading it a second time. So, um, initial thoughts, I guess that's what you got. We didn't even do our three updates. I know. Sorry,
0: we got really... Well, I was just really excited about I know. <laughs> it.
1: So let's rewind. Um, do our three updates. Three updates. Do you want to go first? Or you want me? I'll go first. Okay, you go first. Um,
0: fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wedding on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I bought a shit ton of books on Friday. Mm-hmm. And this week is Thanksgiving. And so I'm going to... Be making a bunch. I'm making milk bars pumpkin pie recipe from scratch. I saw that. Like, literally, I bought pumpkins to roast for the pumpkin puree. I'm making the crust from scratch. Like, I'm going all out. So, you're showing a true act of love is what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Because that is that is a true act
0: of love no, and appreciation
1: real. to do it from, like, immediate scratch. Mm-hmm. Oh or no, completely I'm from like, and immediately from scratch. What the fuck?
0: I like to test my skills as a baker. And I don't know why I love to do it, but I Because do. you know
1: that you're good at baking. <laughs> <laughs> I d- you know I I like you're good and, and I you're like, like to like, bank,
0: I, I, I could do this. And then you do it and you're like, bitch, I knew I could fucking do this. I know. I'll probably impress myself. I love when that happens where mm-hmm. I like do something and I'm like, I'm kind of impressed that I just pulled that off. And then
1: also at the same time, isn't it sad that we're impressed by ourselves of thinking that we couldn't do something? Yeah. And I'm
0: like i don't know like with my halloween costume i was like pretty impressed that was impressive that i pulled that off
1: that one should go down in the history books of like crafts that was like
0: r- impressive for myself for this year. and then i think this pie because so i found the recipe on tiktok because i'm deep in like baking tiktok <laughs> literally fucking i'm fucking dead i, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I <laughs> i love watching cooking and baking videos on tiktok and on instagram
1: i love watching cooking and baking videos asmr on youtube it literally calms me down Mm. after a day no i I literally i think i the reason why i like it is because it can literally shut my brain off and just like oh yeah
0: and then i also love to watch the great british baking show like all the fucking time it was you
1: i was trying to remember who Said they liked watching that show. Oh in our my god, group. I'm obsessed with it. I was it. watching it yesterday. Please come down. And watch it with me.
0: Well, Erin and I are watching the no, new season. No, screw
1: Erin. <laughs> Tell him he can't watch it anymore. It's our it's our thing now. <laughs>
0: you know what's so funny is, um, I watched all the seasons mm-hmm. like before Erin mm-hmm. got into it with me because I would literally rewatch whole seasons right. and stuff. And the the season with Raul is my favorite. Wow. Well, yeah. I do I, know I what fell that season is? The,
1: I fell off on the eighth season. So I need... So you season. saw his. Did I? Yeah. I, he it's was been like a six bit. or seven it, or something. It's been a little bit though, so... But he's
0: like my favorite. And from day one, Aaron was... Like I had watched the season and then I was wa- re-watching it with Aaron. And I was like, this guy's my favorite. And he's like, oh my God, he's going to win the whole thing. And then he called that in episode one. And then he fucking won the whole thing. And I was like, what the fuck? But we love watching that show. It inspires me. Oh my tiktok stuff anyways i found the recipe on tiktok it's from milk bar but some other girl made it and she made 50 chocolate chip cookie recipes to find the best one and she never gave anything a 10 out of 10 and she gave this pumpkin pie a 10 out of 10 it's got a caramel sauce on the bottom and then a pumpkin white chocolate ganache instead of like the like the pumpkin pie or whatever right. filling. Right. It sounds it's like fancy as fuck. And fuckery. then it has like whipped cream and streusel. And I'm making literally every aspect from scratch. And then I'm gonna do pumpkin bars. That's Just amazing. in case I fuck that up royally. Right.
1: Uh, which I don't think you will. I don't think so either. I think you're gonna do fantastic. As yeah, I just.
0: Anyways, that was really long winded for me it. to say. I'm making a really difficult pie <laughs> recipe for t- the next two days. Essentially. Um. So my three updates.
1: Cause we're still on that. Yeah. Um, on Friday, I also got a fuck ton of books, but out of the twelve that I bought, I only paid for four um, with my own money. The other eight, we were having.
0: Thank <laughs> you for specifying.
1: I it needs specification. Um, so when we got to important. the store, we went to Book People, which is an independent bookstore. And if you haven't seen it already, I already posted like three or four TikToks of the stuff that I got on our TikTok page. So if you want more of a quicker version, then definitely go see that. And also just go laugh at me in my like killer voice. Um, so anyways, uh, they were having a Grisha trivia party because turns out that they were celebrating the 10 year anniversary of the publication of Shadow and Bone on November 18th. And we just so happened to stroll up at six fifty, and they were having this party at seven o'clock and <laughs> Tori had never been to book people which was an experience and they call over the intercom they're like come to the second floor to come win prizes and play trivia and I was like oh shit so then turns out I end up winning the trivia and the prize was a curated book like selection that they had made of YA novels um for the first and second winner So I got – the first pile was a genre, like genres of dark academia, murder mystery, witches, high fantasy. And I was like, yeah, that's totally me. The other one was contemporary, coming-of-age story and romance. And I was like, absolutely not. Um, So I grabbed the first stack, and in those eight books, um, they essentially just gave them to me for free. So I walked out of there with 12 books, not even realizing that – I was going to leave with that many, and only um, spending money on four of them, so uh, that was my Friday. My Sunday, I got my hair done, um, and like I was like you'll see if you go see the TikTok, I got bangs, <laughs> and I don't regret them like most people do, <laughs> but um, what else did I do? Friday, no, Friday, Saturday, we cleaned for the first time, and it's been a while since we cleaned, but... Yeah, we did like a deep clean.
0: Nice. That's a good feeling. Yeah.
1: No, it was uh it was a deep clean, but as you can see now, Tori, my, um, my room is now again a mess.
0: It's always how it goes. it's just, it, it's just
1: really just close, too. So. But anyways, those were my three updates. Um so we essentially already did our first impressions to it. Oh, what would you uh rate this book? 5 five i would rate it a seven out of five because i love it that much
0: yeah it's get off your phone we'll fight you <laughs> <laughs> not me literally in the middle of a sentence and you yelling at me <laughs> oh it's, <my> gosh. <laughs> it's not a typical book that we read but it's a good one that i think every person should read I definitely think
1: everybody needs to read it at least once.
0: Yeah. Maybe not
1: even the whole part, like the whole book. I think even just taking specific essays and giving it to a person in the time that they need it, I think that you can get the gist of like what the entirety of this book is too. Yeah. Because there's different lessons and stuff. And I think for me, I think if if everybody were just to consume this book, whether or not it's the whole or if it's just in parts, I feel like that in itself is completion to me yeah to be able to share it that everybody gets to see like the beauty of this book mm-hmm. even if it's not and it's the entirety of it so
0: i just love this so
1: <laughs> it makes me like want
0: to cry i know it just is so beautiful and it's just so many good things so i feel like each thing like had its own like message theme but overarching it all was, like, very cohesive and, mm-hmm. like, almost the same theme, even though it wasn't. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay.
1: Because she refers back to it, like, within each story, like, reciprocity. Like,
0: and I just feel like everything is so entwined and interconnected that it makes...
1: Well, that's the whole point that she's yeah, saying. Is exactly. That the whole world is interconnected exactly. and intertwined. And being conscious And that's why every that. lesson is Right, interconnected. it's just, And every lesson is about consciousness and being conscientious of what you're taking and what you're giving back. Yeah. And, like, fostering that relationship with whether or not that's with other people or with the environment that you're in or with the, like, spirituality of the world. Yeah. Whether or not, like, what your relationship is in those aspects. And, um, yeah, she just, she really just goes in on some really major like very life lesson themes that I just think everybody needs to have kind of like their eyes like cleaned over (laughs) you know what I mean because I think we just get so fogged of like what society wants us to do what society says that you know like we're innately a negative force to the environment and Mm -hmm. this book totally rewrites that perspective yeah and um I think we just get fogged over and just like our you know if our eyes were windshields we just get fogged over with the Acceptance of like what
0: we already know and like what we've been told, mm-hmm.
1: rather than like what sometimes is the reality of the world.
0: It just and makes me sad that the world isn't more like that. Like, just her herself because she's my hero. <laughs> we're just like so stuck in the fucking rat race, man. It sucks, especially here in America. I mean, like I know that's why I'm like, <laughs> just I need to leave this place. <laughs>
1: Get me out. You know what? I actually listened to this book while also like I interchangeably like read and listened to different chapters. Uh-huh.
0: She narrates it. I fucking figured she would, and I'm and her voice. Listen to it. Her
1: voice is just so
0: soothing. And I just like, feel like I she wish would read it how it's meant to be. She did read uh, obviously. Then a different how then how you read it in your head. Yeah. Right. or not even that per se but just like i don't know hearing it in her voice would just be special
1: and i want to listen to it you should i have it on my kindle so or not yeah my audible audible account so i will give you my login and give it to you and you can listen to her because there's even times where like now that i have the copy again um i had had a previous copy and then i loaned it to a friend um and then they were no longer my friend because they never gave it back (laughs) And I was like, you do not understand the value that I put onto this book. Please give it back. They never give it back. So, now that I have a copy of my own and I have her reading it, like, as an Audible, like, permanent. Because I used it in my credit for uh-huh. it. So, now I have both of those. And it's just, I already went back and re-listened and reread certain chapters that I like. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So... Before we get into the spoilers, because I really can't even talk about this anymore, and just the beauty of this book, I really have to dive into it. So, log off, um, go listen, go listen, go read, go fucking—I don't know—just consume this book in some manner, please, 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 please. I feel like it is just so reviving to the purity of like what is human and like our relationship to like what this earth is, and it just gives you so much hope. So if you're feeling like all the shit that's going on in the media right now is just overconsuming, just please read this book. It gives you at least a little bit of hope in knowing that there is good in the world and that we are a part of that equation. Okay, let's move on to spoilers. Um, First things first. I want to know, like, she opens up with the story of Sky Woman. Mm Mm-hmm and i just love the fucking just juxtap- juxtaposition of her comparing how sky woman was obviously like encouraged and loved for loving the fruit in the earth that she cre- helped create and the gifts that she came whenever she came down from sky world mm-hmm. whereas eve was banished for indulging in these fruits of the land and immediately that's already a negative connotation that mm-hmm. you can't take what's there already instead of like thriving off the world well, if that's not and having like gift re- uh, like res- reciprocity that'll be a big word this this episode um you know and that just whole perspective like just the first like origin stories of these you yes. know different mindsets in these religions it's just immediately women Are no longer are banished from the garden from never being able to like no the misogyny is like
0: hella real in Christian culture like it was created to keep women down and indigenous cultures are not like that at all
1: no and it says and I like how she says especially loved sister you got the short end of the stick
0: yeah
1: Sky Woman and Eve were to meet on, you know Mm -hmm. and I was like she fucking did she really fucking did yeah they hate us over there oh yeah they do so initially like. I just love that whole retelling of, like, how the swans and the animals come together and, like... They help her land.
0: It was, like, so sad, though, because, like... The muskrat died. Yeah. Well, multiple of them died, but Mm -hmm. then he died, but he had the, like, the handful of dirt or mud for her. And I thought it was interesting how she put it on the back of the turtle, and then the turtle became the earth. Turtle Island. Yeah. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah and that uh, but didn't she talk about multiple like origin stories because I feel like I remember reading another one I really only remember Sky Woman
1: and she refers to Sky Woman I think hers
0: that's the most like prominent one but I swear she talks about another one I can't remember it off. she
1: talks about other stories that go with Sky Woman
0: yeah like her sisters it was something about how the gods talked and it came into being basically Like, it started as nothing, and then the gods Oh,
1: like the true creation story? I
0: can't remember, honestly. I can't remember it exactly either, but it was something like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just Just was thinking out loud. No, yeah, that's fine. I also loved how she, like, said that story for her is, like, like a deep celestial bowl that she just like wants to sip out of or whatever I was like that is so perfect to describe that the entire
1: time that like she is narrating this book and like the things that she just describes and talk about is just so precise and on the head like perfect on how she just makes you feel about these different things Mm -hmm. and I'm like That is exactly how I envision it. That's exactly how I want to, like, you know, interpret and, like, project into the world and sort of thing. Okay.
0: I was like, oh, just so perfect. Not to bring everything back to this, but I'm telling you, if you are down for substances, (laughs) mushrooms are, like, the perfect thing to do if you want to relate to life in this way. Sorry, I have something in my eye. It's okay. Because it's definitely all about, like, the relationships and, like, the... I don't know, like, the respect for things. Because, man, I mean... I will mean, totally take your word for it. Really quick, like, brief story. Not even, like, fully like this, but, like... um. There was one time I did them and I struggle with body issues. Everybody does, whatever. And I was like on them and I was like looking at my feet, which is sounds so weird, but I was just like sitting in like cross-legged position on my ground in my room and I like almost started crying because all of a sudden I became like so thankful for the body hi- I have. And like when you do that sort of stuff, like if you go out in nature, you're going to like immediately feel that way about like everything around you, too. Like, I don't know. Are I feel you like sure it would just be I mean, I'm sure my like, I mean, like mindset normally helps for sure. But like, especially if you do that, I just feel like you're very in tune with like nature, your emotions and that stuff. And so like if you go out in nature, then you'll like feel that extra, especially after reading this book. It makes me want to like do them again and like go out there and be like super intentional about it. (laughs) I feel like it'd be beautiful.
1: I will take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs) um i unfortunately cannot relate to that to those experiences as of now but um maybe in the future it'll change we'll see but um and then the second like the first real chapter that she talks about is about pecans Mm -hmm. and how pecan trees are mutual like mutual thriving mutual all
0: of the trees bloom at the same time right and there is fruit no the soloist as she said yes
1: there's always um what is what did she say mutual flourishing is yeah what she how she claims it and that the idea of having a collective and being a collective is so innately against the individualism that it is rampant here in the in american society good individualism is what we have here yes and there is no well, so many considerations more there's no so, there's even family. no consideration of like the collective not at all and it's the idea that in this book where in this book where it shows you like being flourishing can be mutual and it's better when it is mutual because not only that you also like derive and have these good not just things. you thriving
0: everyone's thriving and then when everyone thrives and you thrive you be get more thriving <laughs> 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 it's just it's just a circle of thriving so i don't understand why we yes. don't make the circle and i mean there's like cycles to life like it can't always be every up so like it makes i mean sense she talks about like it
1: also in the book that like circles are meant to be like they're very like well sacred in the native american community because they mean a lot like mm-hmm. they mean cycle they mean earth they mean womb they mean you know yeah we're drawn to like circular things circular objects but we're saying sorry i kind of cut you off
0: oh i was just gonna say and if we go through the bad times all together too like we can help each other through them like it just right it all sounds so like well duh but we don't think that way in america especially no. like
1: and i know everybody will talk about it, like yeah it takes a village to raise a kid no that truly and in a lot of other communities around the world it does take a village to raise a kid and it's better when you have other help you don't Mm -hmm. feel as helpless that it's just you and nobody else that you against the world yeah and to feel like that i feel like obviously america's really taken that perspective and like turned it on its head and seen like this is bad oh yeah if you think like this then you're you're a communist or something or some other brand of evil Mm -hmm. because to think of somebody else is to not think of yourself. And yeah, your own it's prosperity. like if
0: someone else is doing well, it's taking from your, your we- wealth, your wealth and health. When They're in like, reality, that's not true. Yeah,
1: you. you what America's so- like societal norms and stuff have done is just pitted us against each other. Yes, we're like, oh, let me, you know, because let me that makes you us easier another- to control. Yes, and then <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> far into the conspiracy theories I here today. today. <laughs> I
1: mean, not. I'm. I'm not saying it's not.
0: I'm no, I know with you. I know but um, I I just got weird about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just like you can't even have a helping hand with another person it's like they expect to get
0: something back like
1: yeah it's like and it's not even it imi- me it has to be material like it has to be yeah. tangible it has to be something like truly not like a, a gift and just being a gift of gratitude mm-hmm. because that n- that has no value in our society mm-hmm. you're like well you can be gracious all you want but like i want my money or mm-hmm. like i want success i want you to put my name in so that way i can get a job promotion i want this i want that mm-hmm. never like thank you so much for appreciating what i've done for you and i recognize what i've done for you as well and what you've done for me mm-hmm. and that's never enough which is terrible. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, like the I remember first reading this and just being like, my mind was just blown open. Just completely blown open. I was like, why don't we have mutual flourishing? Why can't we all just be on the same page where these pecan trees um, essentially like basically communicate with one another mm-hmm. and decide when they are going to. Uh, fruit, and then also like release their fruit, and um, rather than having everybody be on their own, because by doing this they end up ensuring that the best nuts are then planted and then grown and then become bigger trees and trees that also have the same genealogy, like superior Gianna. Gene- you know what I'm talking genealogy. about? Genealogy, Gianna. Yeah, yeah. Genealogy. The
0: genes, where the DNA? They do also. Right, because if one tree goes at a time, then all the nuts will be eaten all at once, and Mm -hmm. then that will die off. Right. Versus if they all go at once, you can't eat all the nuts at once, so that's how you ensure survival Mm -hmm. for a long time. It's like
1: oversaturating the environment and the uh, biosphere, so that way those, like not every gift like you just said. So, But I don't know. I just was like, this is smart. And then also at the same time, um Robbie Kimmerer does a really, really great job of like interweaving botany into mm-hmm. her like stories and yeah. like so there is like scientific evidence and you're like this is like these processes and this is what this happens mm-hmm. and these are the, what these happens but it makes it digestible it's never
0: like i'm reading a textbook oh no this is very much so not text-book-y. there's
1: of course like hard vocabulary it's very sophisticated and it's very like airy and whimsical and how it like talks and how she and how she says it too makes it even more so mm-hmm. and it's just so just enraptures my mind in such a vivid like storytelling and imagery that it just makes me so it makes you more
0: yeah I mean learning in this way is so much more interesting than other ways um oh and then that the English word for pecan
1: um came from the Native American word for nut pecan book begin it's like p-i-g-a-n yeah something like that and then it would just was the general word for nut yeah Native American Languages.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, what are you gonna say? Just <sighs> that this book reminds me a lot of. So, I have a minor in WGSS, right? Right. And I. World
1: of uh, Women and Gender Studies, if you need the women abbreviation. Gender <laughs> and <sexual laughs> studies.
0: Yes, sorry. Um, but before I declared that as my minor, I was in the EFN courses, which is, like, ethnic and racial studies mm-hmm. type stuff. And um, I was – I had to do – I think it was a class called Understanding Human Differences or something, which is what projected me into, like, really caring about this stuff. Mm. And then there was one course that was taught by an indigenous woman, and I absolutely freaking loved her as a teacher. And she talked a lot about, like, um water – like water. sacred of water or whatever, especially where where she it I, talks about that in this book too. Yes, and I was gonna say it talks about that in this book, and especially where um I'm from in Wisconsin, we have like a lot of um indigenous people, and especially in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean
1: that's where she kind of grew up on those lakes.
0: Yes, and I was gonna say there's so many lakes up there that it's like talks about like the water walks and stuff where they walk around like the whole lakes and stuff like that and these lessons reminded me a lot of the books that I read during that class and like I feel like Mm. that also like I've always been like I felt like in touch with nature but then that class really like spurred it as well like I felt super passionate and then reading this just like took me back to that and reminded me of it and I just really loved it because Mm-hmm. I just loved that. I class. know what you're talking
1: about. There's that one scene where she's with her sister and I believe her brother and or some other relative that's a male that um, they were saying that he she could never get away from playing in the water. And mm-hmm. the sister's like, well, it's sacred play. Yeah. Because women are associated with like the keepers of water because yes. um, of the healing properties and like how water it gives birth mm-hmm. to so many like life on the world that they're obviously like connected to mothers who do bear life yes so i was like stop this is just so fucking cool i just oh <laughs> uh. so it's funny that you mentioned like your um like academic like your major and stuff because i did international studies but my focus was multi-cu- multicultural studies mm-hmm. so um i had to take a lot of anthro classes and i remember one of my favorite classes was anthropology of religion And I thought this, like, class was going to be, like, a survey of all the different types of religions. Mm -hmm. And it completely wasn't. It was by this professor who was from Perth, Australia. She made her own bread. She had traveled everywhere. Made her own beer. Like, just the coolest fucking lady. No tests, no exam, no projects. Just, actually, we did have one, link project. But we didn't have anything else other than, like, one assignment that was due every week. We had to share, like, with the class if we wanted to and i just loved her i loved her teaching style she just was amazing and the material we ended up like learning about what makes up a religion not each religion individualized Mm. it's like what you have to have to be considered a religion a religion which was even cooler because every week was dedicated to something else so like week one was like symbols like week two was origin stories week three was like oh different things that we then took from all different religions to see like well What religion, like, what does the religion that Maori people, like, believe in, Mm -hmm. does it have all these things? Does it be considered a religion? Mm. You know what I mean? Or, like, you just survey and see the differences between origin stories.
0: Yeah. So,
1: it just was a really cool fucking class. I easily got an A in that class. (laughs) Because I did everything. Because I even read the textbook for fun. Because, and I kept it, I think.
0: Damn. Because it was
1: just so fucking cool to me. So, anyways, gives me a lot of these vibes. Yeah. Dis vibes. And I should have been a fucking anthro major. And I found that out as a senior in my, like, last semester of school. (laughs) And I said, God fucking damn it. (laughs) God (laughs) fucking damn it, Dave. (laughs) Dave. So, I couldn't go back. So, but the next, uh, I'm not going to go through all of the chapters because, like I said, I kind of picked and,
0: like, like, went through dense
1: it is it's dense but it's not it doesn't scary
0: dense when you read it it doesn't feel dense but like the topics themselves are like dense and like Mm. you could talk to them for hours there are
1: definitely moments of where you're like "Mm, i might have to reread that again
0: definitely Um, but i think but not the
1: entirety of the book it doesn't like i like i said it shouldn't scare you if you do want to read it that it's gonna feel like a textbook that you're reading because it's really not um she really lightens it in in her memories and like mm-hmm. her experiences that she's had, and how she like she's raised her so kids. She's so good at
0: just storytelling. Yes, just, like, I just, I just, like it just like weaving it all together.
1: <laughs> because it's breeding,
0: and it's grass. I know, <laughs> I freaking know, bro. And I feel like you're like this whole
1: conversation is just like expanding and expanding and expanding as like we continue <laughs> to talk about it and it just is gonna be super organic i know you think i'm like high right now and i don't want you to no, think it that shit <laughs> i'm not but <laughs> i'm just getting meta okay this book makes me meta
0: <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> i was gonna say i mean the more you talk about like if you discuss something, it does expand. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sometimes. Not all the time. I guess, yeah. It was I feel just like, funny the way like you were all like getting into it.
1: I feel like organic, like big topics like this, yeah. For yeah. the most part. I um, did like you just thematics. say, though, I did have
0: an actual thought to
1: talk about. What I was going to add?
0: Oh, no. Shiz. That we
1: weren't going to go through every single chapter? No. That. um... You said. Oh, my God! It'll come back to you, yep, um, so just like keep I said going. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come back, um, but, like I said, I'm not gonna go through every single um essay that she's done on here, but I will pick like the very first few and the last well, um, what's story. your favorite? I'll my talk favorite? about
0: my favorite line that I showed you before this my favorite line, or like just your favorite <sighs> It's really hard
1: because I really find. Joy in a lot of these uh,
0: Well, I understand that. You can, like, narrow it down to, like, two, three. I really Just liked
1: the, um, the Ashwood story. Remind me which one that is. The one where she is there with the elder, and he's showing them how to, I believe, weave baskets. And they're cutting down the ash tree. Mm. And how he tells her of how to ask for forgiveness and the process of weaving these baskets Mm -hmm. and where the process and the love comes from so much more even before the weaving which is not even the weaving part is the easiest part yeah where everything else behind the scenes goes into it and just being mindful and conscientious of everything that you're using of this tree because it did give its life for you Mm -hmm. for you to make it into a basket to use it for a different use
0: it's kind of like when she talks about holding the peach like this is like a fleeting thought but it's towards the end of the book that's why mm-hmm. i'm remembering it but it's like uh be mindful like that was 30 years of a tree's life to give you that peach like yeah n- acknowledge where it's going or whatever and i just love that so much
1: or 30 years of a of a life to give you that basket yeah too It's mm-hmm. like that was like 40 years for it to grow for you to now make it into something else right. for you to use But even, like, something as small as that is just knowing that. And then I think the other one of a really popular, like, that always has stuck with me, even from the first one that I, the first time that I read it, is the story of the salamanders. And how she and her um, kids and, like, a bunch of other, other, like, I guess local kids helped take the salamanders that were migrating to go to, like, other water across this, um, across the road Mm -hmm. from getting squished and like i don't know why it just reminds me of all those and they're like of course it's kind of gives you the same idea of how people are like well some of them are going to die so what's the point it was like well the point is is that i still saved so many Mm -hmm. from being run over and dying so it did matter it may not matter to the ones obviously it's not going to matter to all of them but it will matter to the ones that i did have like a process and a help you know i touched Mm -hmm. so i really liked that story another one of my favorite stories is um hazel hazel made me really sad and just it made me want to hug my grandma (laughs) it it made me want to hug my elders and have more respect for them and hang out for them not have more respect but like outwardly show my respect for them yeah and being able to offer them help and being able to offer them things just if it's something as small as companionship
0: yeah
1: and even like oh whenever they were talking about how they took her to her house and everything was as it had been whenever she had left it had been years and she was trying to start like cleaning up stuff or whatever and trying to like tidy things away almost as if she was just reverting back to like being in that house even after so many years um and she's like, no, 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 like, from getting her from
0: being, what, are you okay? Yeah, sorry, I'm cracking my neck. Stop. Ew. I have to. My neck's been so sore, bro. My whole body's been sore, and I don't know why. Because yeah, I literally see you, like, ow. <laughs> okay. It felt, like, good, bad. Like, bad, good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how it kind of hurts to pop it, but then it's the release. Yes. Yeah. yes, I do. Sorry, I did not mean to distract you.
1: No, it's okay. Um, But then from, you know, obviously not to get Hazel super overwhelmed with everything. She just tells her, like, we can do it later. And, like, sitting on the porch and just having her there with people. So, Hazel, I liked Hazel's story. And I like strawberries.
0: Strawberries. Heartberries. Heartberries. I know. I love that so much. That the berries
1: behind my house were their own. And how she talks about how the berries, like, whenever she would go pick for that, um, one lady mm-hmm. that these are mine. The you, you can't. You yeah. can't eat any of these. And she just remembers, like she's like the strawberries behind my house were all
0: owned themselves. Like they were their own. Mm-hmm. They never were not owned by anybody else. And, and like, she Ugh. talks about how private property is so fucking huge here. Mm-hmm. How they lost their own land. And um, that strawberries are
1: the leader of the berries, and that they were sprouted from Sky Woman's heart mm-hmm. after her daughter
0: passed. So it was from her daughter's heart. hmm Daughter's, yeah, yeah heart. Um, okay, so I'm going to read my favorite line that I showed you. You're going to read it already? Go ahead. I mean, yeah, we're kind of skipping around. Yeah, good. I, I mean, you know I don't care if we stay in chronological order or not. Yeah. Okay, it's the very end on page 359, if you have the book. But it says, it's if grief God. can be a doorway to love, then let us all weep for the world we are breaking apart so we can love it back to wholeness again. And I feel like that's so prevalent because I feel like every single day I see something about climate disaster mm-hmm. and I'm like, we really have broken the world. So can we like start loving it again? I mean, you
1: even shared that whole, like, you're like, this world is fuck, like, forget about it. And I'm like, no, don't forget about the world. <laughs> There's still like some hope that we can, we can still restore it. And it maybe just be, and I was thinking about this. It was like, it, the media makes it seem like it's an all or bust, right? That's like, if we don't do it, then we don't save the world. But maybe because, you know, and it just might be the repercussions of our actions, that the consequences of our actions, that we may not save everything. And I think we just have to live. We're going to have to figure out how to live with that. But that doesn't mean that it's all our bust. Right. And I think that's unfortunately what we think of. It's like, well, we didn't save the environment. So I guess we're just going to burn in fucking flames. But you're like, no no, 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 maybe we did enough to like help it enough. You know what I mean? So, I think that's one thing to just remember is that it's always not
0: zero or a hundred. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like,
1: I don't know if that made sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just don't think enough people care about the environment in general. No. But
1: and the thing is, is like, you as an individual can care about the environment all you want, but you. This sounds terrible, but you are not the problem. It's these corporations that are huge. They're no, mass I like companies. And of course, like what you're doing is obviously gonna be a lighter ecological footprint on this earth and it of course is going to help. But what we really need to do is get these like huge mega corporations on the same page too. Because those are the people who are really gonna see the significant like change in the change of their actions. Yes. I'm gonna get all my soapbox here. <laughs> so anyways. But anyways, uh, I have one thing that I just started. It's like the difference between gift and commodity. Gift is establishes a feeling bond, and mm. I just was like, oh yes, because yeah, gifts are about feelings and relationships. And, and then it talks about like the gift, like gift economy. Yes, and, like the importance of gift economy, and it's like the difference of giving you an example of you know your grandma giving you like sugar cookies or snickerdoodle cookies. Like you think of that as a gift and understand that you. Reinstate that feeling bond and that love that you have for your grandmother, mm-hmm. but you're not going to go
0: in and take all the cookies, uninvited. Well, and then she talks about how is she, I can't remember if it was like a legit thing. I think it was her dream, where she had a dream where it was a gift market. So mm-hmm. she went to like go pay for something, and they're like, no, no, like just take it. And when she was able to get everything for free, she practiced restraint, mm-hmm. but then she thought about like how like if it was just priced really low she would have stocked up and got as much as she could right and so it's like when you gift things you're just so much more conscientious conscientious of it
1: all of like quality and quantity and so because you don't want to ask for something more of a gift right because somebody's already giving you something from them and uh i just i love it wake up i'm awake (laughs)
0: My God, Lord. What? <laughs> Maddie is staring me down and not saying anything. <laughs> what the
1: fuck, bro?
0: We're talking about my favorite book, okay? I am so well aware, I promise you. Are you awake? Yes, I'm mm. not sleeping like you <laughs> like to sleep when I talk okay that was only for crawdads it was multiple <laughs> it was multiple maddie goes straight fucking mummy in my bed
1: okay what other one? Dead asleep wait no there's been several but what other one i can't remember i just know i was it was really, one of our earlier episodes i just know for sure it was deaf crawdads no crawdads Death was crawdads. the worst
0: most <laughs> evident one because i just told you I'm sorry. i can't remember what other ones but it's definitely been multiple
1: but, um, but anyways, um. Where you were like this. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yes, literally. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having an actual conversation with you right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I closed my eyes for 0. 0.2 seconds.
1: <laughs> 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 I know, you've just been tired,
0: so. I'm always tired, baby.
1: I know, but you've also been running yourself ragged recently.
0: Hee-hee. I literally fell asleep while we all watched a movie at our friend's house the other night.
1: You did, but. Passed out on the again, couch like a you weirdo. needed it. Nobody thought it was weird, um, I also liked that going on top of like the gift economy and stuff like that's how grass is obtained,
0: like, yes you like, can't you can't pay be, for uh, it, you can't
1: pay for it it has to be given, mm-hmm. and how she talks about the elder always going to go ask for um sweetgrass if he to goes vendors. to the stalls and mm-hmm. they try
0: to get him to pay, then he gives them a lesson on why he can't pay right. I know I loved that part too,
1: and I was like yeah. I just loved it. Um, and I like how she would always say, she's like, I was teaching when she was talking about how she would teach to her kids in her botany class. Cause she was also a professor. Yes. Um, how she would teach them names and different types of plants and stuff, but she would never teach them. Um, I was teaching the names and ignoring the
0: songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. which also fuck her like register recruiter for school because mm-hmm. she talked about like the beauty of nature and he was like there's no place for that here go to art school like are you fucking dumb Yeah. like you're supposed to be passionate you idiot like this is a man who clearly life had sucked the joy out of but I also love how she talked about the colors because she talked about how it's nonsensical for these things to be so beautiful like it doesn't make sense No, they could be ugly and still do what they have to do and yet whatever made this world, made all these beautiful things for us mm-hmm. to look at. But also, like, trees are beautiful. Flowers are beautiful. Like, all of it. I liked how she talked about that.
1: I know. It's just. Uh.
0: And the the violet and the gold. Yes. Yeah, the purple and the gold. The yeah. aster
1: and the. What is it?
0: Oh, it starts with a G.
1: Mar- uh, fuck.
0: I know. The, the trees are you talking about?
1: No, no, no. The the plant the flowers
0: oh yep, yep, yep. i don't remember i can't the names. remember it now
1: though. goldenrod mm-hmm.
0: see i knew it started with a g you did
1: <laughs> i was like goldenrod but um i also like how that she talked about how the native american language is the language of like of heart yes is the heart of the culture and it's too beautiful for english and the and it made me <laughs> want to learn like
0: was that Native American that like one elder said something about like you can talk to it and it doesn't have to be like a verbal thing if you don't have to know the language they can like hear it in your heart, in your basically. heart. it's like
1: they said if you're not able to like speak the your native languages then it's as long as you like speak with your heart then they know that like that's yes. still love that the earth because she love. talked
0: about feeling frustrated that she didn't know
1: right she's like because of my kindergarten like vocabulary and like how i my knowledge is so limited and it's so different and how oh i loved the like split of how not how any thing in the native american or at least patawatomi language is gendered and it's mm-hmm. all just divided by living things and non-living things and like their language did you read that part? Or do you remember that part, rather? I know you read it. But Sorry. I know say that mean. again.
0: I got distracted by the way you said Potawatomi.
1: Potawatomi. Sorry. Yeah.
0: And I was, like, reeling for a second. I was like, wait.
1: I think that's because I, like, didn't know how to say it, and that's how I said it at the very beginning. Like, the first time I ever read it. Mm. Did I say Potawatomi? Yeah. Yeah. Potawatomi. Um, the Potawatomi language and how the, like, subject is... Distinguish between, like, non-living and living things. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, the relationship. Nothing is gendered. Nothing is, like, man, woman, he, she, they, them. Yes. Sort of thing. And it's just how you talk to things that are animate and inanimate. Mm -hmm. And, like, so many things that, obviously, people in our, or our mindset in English would be, like, inanimate objects. So, like, a tree, for instance, even though it's, like, a living thing, right? But in you know Native American cultures they think of these people as different peoples like tree people and bear people and beaver mm-hmm. people and you know all these different kinds of like categories of peoples that we just don't know the languages to yeah or we've just forgotten that they actually have their own language they do so I just, just
0: I just want. This just book. makes you wish people appreciated nature more
1: I know just the glories and like everything that nature provides for you oh that's a good story of when she takes her um, like graduate students out like for five weeks mm-hmm. and they live out in the um, in the marsh yep it gave me a lot of kaya vibes I know <laughs> um, they live out in the marsh and it's funny because like they make a list of like what they would need and they find all those things you know out in the marsh of like their essentials and they build um, beds out of uh, what is it Fucking the reeds, the, what is it, what are the they called? The call cattails. Uh, cattails. Yeah. Um, Make, you know, mats, weave mats out of those cattail bases and then stuff it with like pillows and stuff, stuff their pillows with it. Um, But being able to, for it, like, gather all of those things and see, like, what nature is providing for you, I think you often forget. And then feeling so removed, far removed from it because in society, like, you don't see these things. You don't see the trees that give you the apples. You don't see the orchard and the people that pick and put the love and effort into growing these trees. You just see the apples there mm-hmm. already on the display case. Mm-hmm. And you forget where all the love and the, the process attention, yeah, yeah. attention took for it to grow and for what things had to be put in place and slot into order yeah. for these things to end up here in front of you. And it just makes you a little bit more conscientious. <laughs> and that's even what she said. She like went to the grocery store and found herself that it was hard for her to like figure out. To trace back where her gratitude should be. Yeah. Um, another really good story that I really liked is the kids um, and the Pledge of Allegiance. And Larkin, her oldest daughter, um, not not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. And then showing the difference between the giving of thanks. In that whole address, like in the, um, I don't think I read that. You didn't read it? No. Oh, girl, you need to read that one. That one I think you'd really, really like. Um, it's basically just a story of how her, I think, I don't know if it was her older or her second kid, because they both start with L's, but memory serves correct. Larkin, one of her daughters, basically stopped uh, standing during the pledge because she found out she was like mom it's a lie like i don't know i don't understand what it's saying or not don't understand but it's just they're lying to like you because if it was justice for all then really would be justice for all
0: oh yeah you know
1: what i mean so she's like i don't believe in it so i'm not gonna stand you know to stand for it yeah and so she talks about how on the reservation that the children that are there they start off each day with the um address of like thanks or like giving of thanks mm-hmm. and they have this long huge like not speech but like telling of thanks of different things um in the world and like at the very end of each like little paragraph they say can we all agree to give thanks to the sun or like can we all agree to give thanks to the water or can we all agree to give thanks to the earth and then it's just gives a lot more of a different perspective of giving thanks because everybody can get on the page for giving thanks for the things that they've been given and things that are provided for them rather than pledging something that over a political system or Mm -hmm. a political ideology that an eight-year-old has no idea what it is and how much like charge that has but uh you need to read that you need to read that one that that episode (laughs) that episode you need to read that chapter um, so.
0: I also like how she speaks about how her using her gifts as like a writer and stuff and like a poet. Like when you use your gifts and your skills, that is like giving back. Also,
1: mm-hmm. like in their in Native American culture, it's important to find like what your gift is, mm-hmm. so that way you are able to truly give back
0: to what the earth has given you. And I like that. Because sometimes I feel like we mm. are meant to think like if something does not bring you profit, like it's not worthwhile. And so I feel like right. this kind of takes back like that. Like you are literally like supposed to use your gifts because it like, I don't know, it feeds into the whole system right for lack of a better word
1: right i said um i was thinking i was reading like the chapter where they were talking about the sweet grass and how they did a graduate study essentially on it and that the girl who did it she had to go to the board and like tell them like this is what they're gonna do and at the time in the academic like botany world that that was a lot like frowned upon in the condo like taboo yeah well no um it was more like what is it um condescend like condescending like that there's no validity or no purpose in her Mm. work there's no need for us to like investigate these types of things and so she basically was just like fuck you i'm gonna do it anyways with kimmerer as the like help Mm -hmm. in this graduate project and found that the Patches of sweetgrass, because they did it over sweetgrass and whether or not harvesting them is actually harmful than uh, more harmful than not picking the sweetgrass. Like what is going to cause that plant to flourish more? Mm-hmm. And the board of all males, essentially, were saying, like, of course, like a crop will do better if you pick it. Right. Because that's what we've come to understand. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that a our, our crop will do worse if you pick it. That's what it was saying. Right. Sorry, I got it mixed up. A crop will do worse if you pick it and interfere with it, right? So she would come to find out that sweetgrass actually does better and can only flourish if somebody does pick it. And, like, has to be, like, an environment where people do interfere with it and have somebody like other forces to help it grow and flourish because the control groups that she had where she did nothing to these sweetgrass patches they were the ones that were dead so it has to have some kind of like human interaction whether or not that's pickers who are coming to do it for ceremonial reasons or for whatever yeah. case but it has to have some kind of influence to be picked because it's it's just shown Croning. the opposite right right so and just all of that and it actually in the end of that chapter a lot of the people that were on that board changed their minds about that kind of thinking and seeing that there is like validity yeah in that kind of writing that was really loud right yeah and then um i also liked how that the teachings are always never take the first plant that you see do you remember that no This is like, for it, sweetgrass, for instance, it's like, you never take the first, like, if you're looking for sweetgrass and you find it, you never take the first one because you want to make sure that there's more so that way you don't pick the last
0: of something. Because, um. I think I sped read this, like, so fast that I'm, like, not remembering details. That's okay. You can go back and read it. Um.
1: So, what I was also going to say is that, um. If you uh, there was also a saying that in that same chapter about sweetgrass and us being like giving attention to it. It's like if you give attention to something then it'll flourish and stay, but if you ignore it, then it'll leave. And it's exactly mm-hmm. the same concept of what happened with the sweetgrass. So, anyways. Um what did I else that I had on here? Oh, experience are not about discovery but about understanding. And I thought that was such a huge big line that experiments are not to be like the discovery of something and to be known to discover a new thing but to understand what the world is like hap- like that's going on in the world and to make sense of like what your environment is yeah As is the quality of observation from old women and traditional thinking had always been inferior and had never been taken seriously but there is like there's truth, and there's, wi- there's weight, and there is, like, value in those observations. And then sometimes prestige of, like, a degree or schooling doesn't take away with what, like, the fact and the truth of, like, what somebody is saying. Yeah. So. Did you read The Honorable Harvest? The what? Uh, the Honorable Harvest. Maybe it's just like giving of thanks rather than a pledge to something that is so oh the honorable harvest <laughs> it's just like uh that was something else that was a different um, oh thought the honorable harvest is just basically taking like what is only necessary yeah and being conscientious of only taking what you need and never more than that and being gracious for the things that were gifted back to you yeah that you were able to take Um, what did I, the last thing that I had is, is not just land that is broken, but more importantly, our relationship to land. Yeah. And that just
0: really resonated a lot with me. So. I mean, just look at how we treat literally any aspect of our planet. I know.
1: And did you read the last chapter? The Winnebago? Yeah. I thought that one was like, it was really good. It gives me a lot of hope that we can defeat.
0: These evil things. What was the line? Now I need to look at it. (laughs) Ugh. Where is it? She's looking for it. Maybe it's not that one.
1: I also was thinking about... I don't know where the line is, but... I was just going to fill in while you you looked for it. you talk. Um... My last thing is um, loving the lake, like, when she was cleaning up the lake and how that the efforts were ongoing, that she was always – oh, and her line that she always says that she's like, I felt like a good mother. Like, she continually said that and, like, providing and being supportive and being a constant and being as much of a true person that you can be for the things that you care for. Because she also was talking about how she becomes a mother – She's a kid and then she becomes a mother to herself and then she becomes a mother to her grandkids and then, you know, or not mother, but like a mother to her grandkids and her community and then to the earth and then later, you know what I mean? A mother of memory. Mm. Um, well, and then like these cycles of how you still are always taking care of and you're mothering and that mothering, the idea of being a mother is not like just sacrificing yourself for your kids sort of thing. It's yeah. It's giving back. You know what I mean? Or losing well, and she talks and about kids. how
0: being like a mother is f- like preparing for life that goes on long after you're gone.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why she told, like, um, she was taught her kids how to garden so that way they could have a mother long after that she was has departed from this earth. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, stop, I love that. And then the three sisters, that was really cool too the corn, the squash, and the beans. Mm hmm. And how they were always planted together and how people, colonizers, thought that um, Native American peoples didn't know how to harvest or farm because they would always find those three together rather than in neat, like, identical rows. And in reality that these three different types of plants have relationships that what one lacks and the other, um, like, the other has. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just like a symbiosis and relationship. Which I just
0: feel like... the uh, freaking colonizers were so stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I Sometimes I like <laughs> sit there and think about it. I'm like, what the Who fuck? Who let them do this? I'm like, just kidding. Like, you had not a critical thought in your brain. <laughs> like, not
1: a single one. No thoughts behind these eyes. Just dis- just They commands. just came in and were like,
0: destruction. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. They, I just don't get it.
1: I don't get it either. Because,
0: like, nowadays we rotate crops, which is essentially similar to, like, that, but growing them all together also just seems smart. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm like. It's
1: just because, like, they were talking about it and how each of these plants attracts spe- specific bugs that also help as yes. bug repellents to others that could be harmful to a specific plant. And then also offer, each offer protection to the other.
0: Well, the reason I say this is because I don't know what class I fucking learn this in. Botany. And I never took a botany. Horticulture. <laughs> no. But people used to only plant the same thing over and over and over. And it the, depletes the land. The soil of soil nutri- yeah.
1: nutrients. Yeah. it yeah. Be- and
0: so you're supposed to rotate it. And it's like, no fucking shit. You could have learned that if you just like not killed indigenous people and just like learned from them and had a good relationship. Well, like I just even, am like it's not even why? that. It's like
1: taking like what they said for like as truth instead of marking them off as savages and being yeah. like they don't know anything about it. I don't know. Sometimes I just think about it and just
0: like what in the world? Yeah.
1: So I could literally go on and on and on about
0: this book. And now <laughs> we're at 8 billion stupid fucking people on this planet. <laughs> yeah. Trust me Um, No, this book was beautiful. I'm really glad we read it.
1: And it just, yes. So, it just makes you understand that thank you goes a lot deeper than what you would anticipate. And that reciprocity is there. That mutual flourishing (gasps) is something that being a collective is not something that is, you know, what I'm trying to say. I don't even know. I'm like... (laughs)
0: flourishing together.
1: Flourishing is together is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> community is <laughs> good. Com- yeah. Community
1: is good. Being individualistic and thinking of only just yourself is a toxic way of thinking and a destructive way of thinking. Yes, and it only brings you unhappiness in knowing that everybody is your competition rather than seeing people as your ally. So, I just I just love this book. It gives me a lot of like I said it gives me a lot of peace. And it really felt like I was coming home in this book. I could see my. I saw. This sounds terrible, but I, and I because only because I don't know if I actually do have any Native American like heritage in my blood. We speculate, and from what I have been told, we do. Mm-hmm. But um, no matter whether or not I am or I'm not, her teachings can be taken to anybody. Yeah, and I have strived ever since reading this book three years ago to embody that more that idea of gratitude and that sacredity of giving gifts and i feel like appreciating reciprocity and being and giving a hand to your neighbor
0: yeah i feel like um every man should be required to read this book oh absolutely absolutely And that's my final thought on this book. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean, this needs to be gifted to every single fucking person that you can just imagine. So,
0: every single man. Every single,
1: yes. I think my future partner, if they happen to be a man, this will be one of my first gifts to them. Yep. And I'm like, you're welcome (laughs) later. So, um, final thoughts. You already said yours. (laughs) Yeah. Final thoughts for me. I stand by that. I absolutely love and adore this book. And this book is probably going to be the my absolute favorite go to, my recommendation for anybody. I feel like this will be something five I out of five.
0: read again and again.
1: No, it's something that I like to go back and read because it just reminds me of things that I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot about that. Or you're right. Like, I am losing my way in those things. And just to. It gives me more of an interest in, like, the Native American history and, like, appreciation of what these people went through and understanding, like, their way of life and their way of thinking and wanting to know more. For me, at least. So. But, um... all right. let me get off my (laughs) self-box. And just my philosophical rants of just this book and how beautiful and lovely and... Oh, I just love this book so much, I just want to eat it. Um... But yeah, okay. So
0: next week we are reading Book Lovers, already. Woo! This is gonna be our so. most lighthearted re- hearted read in a minute.
1: Yeah, this one's lighthearted, but it, it talks about some like really heavy topics. Yeah, well, I just they're not even heavy. I would say I would just important. Yeah, importante. I'm going to make sure in our never like Book Lovers that is gonna be like.
0: Not superficial, but, yes, yeah, superficial. Like, it's going to be, That's just like a story.
1: We're going to take it for what it is. Yeah. It's going to be a cutesy love story, and I'm After, excited. After, like,
0: I just feel like reading more intense books, it's going to be, like, a switch up that I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. Although, I've been listening to, like, s- silly little ridiculous books. That's good. Like, I listened to a Colleen Hoover book today. Oh, did you? And I didn't even realize this, but I started a second Colleen Hoover book today, and it's the sequel to the one that I just finished. Which and is... I so the first one is slammed oh and then uh-huh. this one is point of no retreat and i didn't realize but it's the sequel to the slammed so Sick. i was like that's a pleasant surprise
1: that is a pleasant surprise so um this is the last episode that we will have before you we will be off at thanksgiving it'll be coming um so we hope that everybody has a great thanksgiving holiday and spends it with family and remember thankfulness today and where your family came from. And the gifts that they give to you.
0: And what you and give to them. Tell them all to read this book. Just give them Let Lend copy. them your copy. Go get it all on Black Friday. Yep. From if book people. I
1: was about to say. If you're in Austin. They have a fuck ten at book people. <laughs> and the people there are fantastic. Yeah, they're so they are one of a kind. And they're beautiful people too. Uh, beautiful workers. I want to work with them. A lot. So um, besides that um we will see you next wednesday with a discussion over book lovers and enjoy your weekend yeah be safe and we'll we'll see you then bye bye